All right, so the red light is on and we are recording. Sweet. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to our podcast, our show, our whatever it is you want to call it, <laughs> our fancy ear tickling sounds. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, it's weird. doesn't make any sense at all. You made it weird. I made it weird. That's <laughs> just kind of what I do. Uh, welcome. My name is Odum. I'm here with my lovely wife, Andrea. And in the show, we talk about people that do really cool things and mm-hmm. people that inspire us to think about how we can do cool things in, in our life. And today, we're going to be talking about someone who has done something really cool. I don't know if per se it's going to be something that we're going to want to do. I probably am going to want to do it, but I don't know if Andrea's going to. So we'll <laughs> find that out. And this person's name is Ash Dykes. And this book is called Mission I was going to say Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mission Possible, right there. Mm-hmm. And a decade of living dangerously. And a quote here, one of the world's most fearless outdoors men. Um, which is pretty interesting. Um, for me, I, like, I love the idea of outdoors and being outdoors. Yeah. But then when you get out there in the reality, like mosquitoes, I'm like, that's it. We're done. We're, done <laughs> we're, 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 we're all done. done. Um but yeah, you know, it just reminds me of, of the trip that we took when we were mm-hmm. uh, outdoors kind of camping around for like a month or and a half or whatever it was, a couple months. And it was great, like just being out there and and experiencing wilderness and, you know, being on the lakes and seeing all the different landscapes and, you know, yeah. basically natural wonder and beauty. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, just like... It's hard. The logistics of being out there and not, you know, not having a nice place to take a dump or, (laughs) you know, having the bugs, you know, get at you, you know, just little things like that. Well, just think even the bears is like, we never, I mean, we saw a couple of bears, but from a far distance. Yeah. Um, But it's not really something that you think about it because you're like, you don't want to encounter one, but it's not, there's so many more things to worry about. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Again, like where to take a shit. Like that's pretty important (laughs) because you should, you know. Uh, I don't know, three times a day? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like a, every square meal. Um, so anyways, yeah, so Mission, impo- Mission Impossible. God, I want to say know, this the whole the whole thing. <laughs> so I don't know, any as, as always, um, you usually read the book, so I haven't yep. read this book at all. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me a little bit about it, and I guess we're just going to discuss it and see how, how cool it is. And um, we'll go from there. So with that, I'm just going to let you take it away and um, start wherever it is that you want to start in terms of Telling me who who is Ash Dykes and uh, why is he one of the most you know fearless outdoor men? So uh, he's done. He he's had like three um, like Guinness World Records, basically. And so the first one was he was the first um, documented person to walk across Mongolia from west to east. From okay across the whole well, across the whole country yeah and do you so know how many how so it's like 1500 miles which is and i looked it up because i knew you were gonna say miles wow i'm not uh, wow. so it's i'm canadian i don't do miles <laughs> so kilometers. It's, it's over 2400 kilometers okay yeah. so he walked that so he walked that by himself so that was his first one his and why is that so special i mean walking i mean people have walked across canada which is like mm-hmm. what over 5,000 kilometers mm-hmm. why is walking across Mongolia so because because he's like the first documented person to do it Mm -hmm. and then and it was all self-supported so he carried a trailer behind him carried a trailer like he had like a trailer around his waist and like pulled it behind him with all his gear on it so when I think trailer I think (laughs) of obviously like camper trailer so obviously he's not that is it like I'm thinking like a chariot, like, you know, those bike chariots kind that, of that we had. Yeah. Yeah. Kind, like kind of, but it's like a custom, it was like custom made. So it right. would be light and like puncture proof tires and everything like sure. that. Sure. Okay. So basically it's just like you hitch it on to right. your waist and you pulled it that way like and all his gear like on the back. Instead so of like having a sled dogs, it's like, it's yeah, like yeah. you have just some kind of custom made sled that you're just dragging yeah. around. Yeah. So, and I imagine too, something, another reason why it's so, like in the records, because the terrain is not pretty, like well, it's pretty unforgiving, I would imagine. Yes. Unlike so Canada, which is flat and, well, <laughs> you no, know. I don't know. Well, the terrain here is pretty crazy, but. Well, but you can go there, through well-traveled roads. Like you could just walk yeah, along yeah. a trans well, exactly, highway, you know. Exactly. So he, you s- in the west, Mongolia, he got as close to like the Russian border as he could, but it was, um, it c- can get pretty dicey over there. Okay. So he, um 
he started it's called the the Altai Mountains. So he had to walk through this big mountain range. Right. And then he walked through the the Mongolian desert, the Gobi Desert. And That's crazy. And then then you walk through the desert gives way to like step, which is just kind of like grass. So how, how high does the temperatures get in that desert? Pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. know how high, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, but a, it's, a, it's a desert. So I know. Well, it, it probably gets pretty cold at night too. I'd imagine. Yeah. I, I, like, yeah. I don't know about this. So one, the, the other thing that's obviously quite different than walking across Canada is it's, I think it's like the least populated, um, like has, has like the lowest population density. Um, like Mongolia does? Yeah, mm. I think so. So there's just not a lot of people there. There's not a lot of towns. So you have to be pretty much self-supported because right. there's not a lot of... There's you're not no going to Tim Hortons uh, once you're, you're, once you're done. Yeah. You're not grabbing a coffee on your way. So um, so yeah, so that one was pretty significant. And yeah, and so like the trailer, he's pulling all his gear and it's like 260 pounds. Is that that much gear? Yeah. So did he carry yeah. all of his food for the whole trip in no, one go? No, So he had some drops i would imagine no he didn't have any drops but he would meet like families or groups of people there was towns along the way and he would stop of course and he would would buy stuff he definitely carried as much food as he could with him um but he would augment that uh, when he stopped as well but the big thing wasn't necessarily the food it was the water right right yeah if you're running through the desert yeah 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 that's what's going to be so heavy especially if you're needing like if you're doing that kind of walking i i don't know what is he getting like five to ten liters a day is probably what he's gonna wa- need yeah i it's don't ridiculous yeah. i don't know so yeah so when he was w- he was only 23 when he did this right so and that was in 2014 so yeah yeah that's actually good it's probably easier when you're younger because you're i think so <laughs> i <laughs> think so. I feel now uh, being 40 years old i'm like Ugh, my bones yeah <laughs> i don't know how, so how well it will go so it took him 78 days to do this and like right. he almost died like really and what how so it's kind of interesting so he's trying to conserve water and so when they were plotting out the trip he's trying to like there's definitely places where there's wells but then there's places where it says there is a well but we don't know for sure right so he's so trying it says what's it is he like looking at like maps and then he's talking to like um People that are actually live in Mongolia that are right. helping that help him while plan he's the there. trip or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And is he in Mongolia while he's planning the trip too? No, no. So he's and where's he from? So, so he's, he's from Wales. He's from Wales. He okay. was born in Wales. Yeah. So even the story of how he gets to do this is obviously that's the the interesting part as well. Mm. So, but no, he planned. It took him, I think, like. 14 months or so to plan this trip like crazy. to plan this trip does it take that long to plan just because he's probably like working full-time at the same time so you can't just dedicate your whole so life to he's working he's training he's trying to get sponsors right yeah you're doing the whole and, thing yeah and everything so but but he's not working though no i think he is where he okay. is working because okay, you have okay. to pay, have, find a way to pay for it for sure right the stuff is yeah. free yeah yeah so but he's living at home in wales while he does right. while he does this because sure. his parents are super supportive so. yeah, yeah. Awesome. so so yeah um but yeah so he but he does get um he, he yeah he does get a bunch of sponsors and does this like kind of social media stuff to help publicize it right, right. and at the same time like while he's doing this he's carrying not just like survive like stuff to survive but all of his camera gear as well because he yeah he's going to document the whole thing yeah the whole thing yeah. so um yeah so but the time where he almost dies like he's in the desert and so he doesn't have like as much like water or like he's rationing it too much and so right. he doesn't realize it but he's like dehydrating himself this whole time no of course that's what i'm saying you you're just you're what they what do they say on average you know two liters a day or whatever but yeah. if you're like walking the whole time you're just constantly losing moisture and using water so you probably have to have like at least five times as much you you think anyways yeah but yeah so if you're only drinking a little bit yeah here you're gonna run into trouble yeah definitely so um and then he's probably burning a whole lot of fat there too just to get at some extra water no <coughs> oh, excuse me yeah, yeah yeah so but he's able to kind of pull himself out and how he deals with it is like he goes through it's gonna take him i think four days to get to the next kind of town where he knows for sure there's like water and, mm-hmm. and everything so he's like looking and he's like just doing things by like 100 meters like I can walk a hundred meters. Like that's the one goal. And then right. the next goal is the next hundred meters. And so just and then like, like he would stop every time. I think so. Mm. And just like slowly, like kind of reach, reach that, those goals. So, 
So that's how he got out of it. So, um, yeah, but he goes through like all these like crazy adventures. Excuse me. I got to like clear my throat. Go ahead and keep going. Um, so he, but it's interesting because he meets these families along the way and that's kind of the one thing he took away from it is everybody was so hospitable to him and he even had like one of his, one of the guys, um, one of the Mongolian guys wrote on a piece of paper, like what he was doing so he could give it to people if he couldn't speak the language. That's cool. Yeah. So he, this is what I love. Sorry. Just interject here. Is that. It's like all these stories that we read and talk about and people are doing things from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's like no matter where you are, it's like people are people. And for the most part, they're generally nice and they just, they just want to interact with you. It doesn't matter what your divide is in terms of the language you speak or your skin color or anything like that or any of the basically other kind of bullshit that you're constantly being bombarded with in the media about oh these are all the differences this is what's driving us apart blah 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 yeah but really when you talk to just actual people people are just people they're having the same struggles that we're having trying to survive in life trying to get their food try to have meaningful relationships or whatever interact with people just going about their day and just trying to be as happy and as fulfilled as possible and you see that when people are going out and doing things and it's like it's like the real world doesn't reflect what at least here in Canada anyways what the media portrays the world to be as in this place where everyone is just so hateful of everyone else or whatever right and there's all this kind of huge huge thing where you go to a different country and it's like you're I I don't know do you know what I mean like you just get that feeling when you're listening to that everybody's to, out to get everybody yeah, out. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's no, not like but that at it, all. and that's what he took away from it is that everybody was just so hospitable. Like they'd they'd let him like, and so they're not called yurts. I forget the name of the. They're they're kind of like they're not te- they're not teepees, but like, and they're not yurts. I forget what the name of them is, but it's they're not like permanent structures anyway. Okay. So these people live in, um, but they would like welcome him in and mm-hmm. give him tea and food yeah. and like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it was it was really really kind of neat yep. how that worked. But his big fear was so he, before he started, like as he was planning this, he which was trying to find someone who had done it before him or someone who had attempted it. Right. Um. So he found this guy's name's Ripley Davenport, and I think this guy is some sort of like um, special forces, um, army guy from yeah. England. Of course he is. Of course he is. And so he attempted it three times and he was evacuated every single time uh, because really? either injury or something else happened. So, um, and this is like, it's like just walking. We're just talking about walking yeah, here. We're not talking about, yeah. you know, climbing Mount Everest with no oxygen or no jack. Like it's, yeah, but that's how nuts know? the terrain is. Yeah. And that's how just sparsely populated it is. So there's like not a lot of help that yeah. you're going to be able to get. So I just thought that was really cool too, that even though like that didn't deter him from yeah. trying. So I thought that was yeah. really, no, that's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's just, there's even that, there's that army veteran right now that's walking across Canada. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and it's like, we just got to go over 5,000 kilometers or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know. Cause I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's not going all the way. Maybe he's just going to go to Ottawa, I guess. But I think he's leaving from somewhere in BC or he, he left from left. somewhere in yeah, BC. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but again, yeah, he's going to have lots of stops on the way and I'm sure he's going to have just, yeah. An incredible story when he's all done, he's just done. all the different people he's going to oh, meet yeah. along the way. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, like I don't think there's, any, there's, you know, there's not any crazy training. Like he's not going to be walking through some crazy the Andes, you know, on or you know, not the Andes, but um, the Rocky Mountains or whatever yeah. like that. You know, it's not there's roads that you can. I'm roads. sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and like and, and that's one of the questions that I had, um, like because I wrote down a couple of questions that I if I could talk to him that I would ask him, right? right? Because when I would I wanted to know a bit more about like his planning and how he picked, like how he decided on his route. That would be kind right. of interesting to, to like to understand and yeah. find out how he decided. We well, said on it's that. like it's a long. Oh, maybe this is somebody else. You said it's. Uh, you're talking that's about the silk. Yeah, that's I was, you're book. talking about the yeah, silk yeah. That's something yeah, yeah. completely different. Yeah, yeah. So. And so there's no set defined like old trade routes or well, travel I think routes. There, well, there probably maybe I think some there along is, the way. but I don't think it's like you know, like we have the Trans Canada Trail here. So I don't think it's as simple as following like a well-defined right, tr- like cross country yeah. like highway. I just don't think yeah. that's there. But he talks about times when he's like pulling his trailer, and it's like the sand is so thick. It's like trying to pull it through concrete. Yeah. yeah. And like, he even got like, like blisters and everything around his oh hips yeah. from pulling this thing. So yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah. like, but like, yeah, it's only he encounters like snowstorms when he's in the mountains and then sandstorms when he's right. in the desert. So he's got to wear like, have like shorts and like, yeah, desert yeah. weather to also like winter weather. Yeah. Carry all that stuff with him. Yeah. And then the other thing that this Ripley Davenport, the guy that attempted it was telling him was like, you got to watch out for the wolves. Like mm. these wolves are no joke. Like you well, got to yeah. watch out for them. Surprisingly, he didn't encounter any. Did he? Well, wolves are usually, they're pretty, they're not going to really go after you unless they're either really, really hungry, hungry or you're getting close to their den or whatever yeah. they're defending their territory. their territory yeah from what i know i'm not a wolf expert <laughs> wolf expert don't go like ah, i heard of this podcast so i'm gonna go here because i'm asleep <laughs> this wolf expert here told me it's like yeah. no, no just um but the, what he did we almost a couple times almost stepped on like venomous snakes yeah well, trail, that's, that's so happen. that's gonna happen so yeah and most of that's yeah i mean there's i mean there are some really aggressive animals out there that are also very venomous that you have to watch out for, like a black mamba. Or, um, yeah. There's another one, too, that I think is really also venomous, but also very aggressive. I can't remember what it is. But yeah, mm. the, but a lot of organisms that are very dangerous, they're not very aggressive, which is kind of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you don't want to have something that could kill you with a bite, just constantly going after people. It's just yeah. like, okay. You know, you don't have to be so aggressive. So but aggressive, yeah. yeah. So, um, but so, but going back to like kind of the beginning. So that was his first like big mission that this like big expedition that he kind of planned out yeah. just for himself solo. So yeah. So this is one you said he had three Guinness he had World three, Records. But before the next one, well, before we go, so he, so he got a Guinness World Record for doing that, and so it yeah. was like I said, it was um, fifteen hundred miles. He did it in seventy eight days. Right. He was worried he wasn't going to be able to complete it because he only had like a hundred day visa, so he was able to mm, complete it within good within that time. Yeah, Twenty two day uh, leeway. Leeway. Yep. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? So if we want to go back just to even how he even got there in the first place is a really interesting okay. story. All right. Let's hear it. So his parents, so he was one of these kids where it's like you, they just need to be outside running around. Like school is not the greatest place for them because you just sorry kids. So how many brothers and sisters did he have? Um, he has an older sister and a younger brother. Okay. Mm, so but he's just one of these kids that he just doesn't sitting down in school is not yeah. for him. Right? So he wasn't he, the best student. He just, well, even that but i just think he just was like he was just like that kid that the teacher's always like oh sit down and shut up sure. you know like yep. so um and he but he was really into sports like all different kinds of sports his family was super super active so whenever they yep. would go on like vacation it wasn't just to like lounge around it was yeah. like actually like do something right right um our vacation then, is going to go climb k2 today family let's go yeah <laughs> yeah like it was more it was more active um and his family was really they weren't like poor by any means but it was they didn't you know they didn't have a lot of money for like to fund any of his expeditions or anything right and so it was just like well if you want to do something you got to figure it out for yourself kind of thing so that self-sufficiency was a big deal as well Mm -hmm. so he doesn't go to college because he knows that's not going to be his thing but he does do well i guess in college in a way but it's more it's for like an outdoor education course which really speaks to him so he does that and then it's like it's a two-year thing and he's just like well like what now like i don't want to be stuck in a nine to five like i just know he he finished that thing yeah yeah yeah. so he's just like i know that like that's not gonna be yeah my deal i I can relate you can relate so he says i imagine developing myself in this way and figured that throwing myself out into the world would make me stronger and wiser as a person living shouldn't just be existing so, and he's no. 17 years old when yeah. he's thinking that thing. So I think that's pretty extraordinary for a 17 no. year old to, to be thinking. He sounds this, this, like just hearing a story, he sounds very similar to, to what my thought process was when yes, I was a kid. Yeah. Cause I remember being a kid and I was like, of I course, here I am I at nine to five job, but I guess whatever, there's other reasons I could talk about as to why I think that yeah. happened with me. But yeah. the, the, in terms of the thought process, it was like, yeah, like can't be at a computer i gotta be outdoors yeah always going around climbing around the outdoors being and being outside and, 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 and yeah playing sports all the time um yeah. just getting after it yeah, yeah. so oh, i could definitely relate this guy he eventually figures out that so he's working at like a restaurant while he's finishing up this kind of two-year college course he's not really yeah. sure what he wants to do and but he just he wants to travel like he just yeah. wants to experience things and just travel and so 
he decides to, he has this like super souped up car. He sells the car. He just sells everything and then works really, then he gets a job as a lifeguard because that makes more money. And he's Mm -hmm. just working like all the time and he kind of hooks up. He's trying to save money for whatever he wants to do. For traveling. Yeah. And so he makes what with his dad, he sits down with his dad because his dad's super supportive and he makes what he calls like a mind map. So Mm, it's this big almost like a vision board, I think. Yeah. And so he has every like different places that he wants to go, what he needs to get there. So like vaccinations, visas, like, like everything, right. Just trying to plan it out. And again, I think, so it's something that's like, um, inspirational kind of keeps him motivated to continue on. So then he, I guess is kind of talking to one of his buddies, uh, lifeguard buddies. And this guy wants to do the, like go with him kind of thing. So they work for like, I think two years, um, and they also get um, scuba certified. Oh, nice. So they can be instructors when they're working abroad. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they end up. That's, I I really like this. Sorry, I just yeah. stopped right there. Yeah, it's just yeah. the idea of knowing that you want to do something and travel. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think that one of the biggest hurdles for anybody is like finances, right? Like how are you actually yeah. going to pay for this and keep yourself afloat? Yeah. But it's like, you don't have to <clears throat> save up like a billion dollars to be able to fund you for forever. Yeah. But it's like you, you develop skills so that when you go to a different country, you can actually still work because you have necessary skills that are, that you can teach other people. So you're yeah. employable. So exactly. you don't have to have all the money all saved up because you can still work part time or whatever. And you know, I don't know how much scuba instructors make, but you know, if you're making 20 to 50 bucks an hour or whatever, and you you do that on the weekends or whatever, when you're traveling, that's, that's a great yeah. way to support you. Yeah. And so oftentimes a lot of countries are, a lot cheaper than, um, you know, if you're staying in Canada or the U S or whatever. So, yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. So they end up starting, they go to Asia, they start in, um, China. And so any more specifics, China's pretty, uh, like Beijing and they go and they see the, the great wall. Um, and they go to Macau, which is like Southern, I think Southern type China. Um, and then they go to Thailand and you're going to love this part of the story. So they go to Thailand and they're, they do, they, they're having like time of their lives in Thailand and they do all kinds of diving there. And nope. then, but then they're kind of, they be both of them become restless because they're just like, Oh, we're doing the same thing. All the tourists do. We don't want to see all the same shit that tourists yeah. see. Right. And so they decide that they're going to, um, bike from Cambodia all the way to Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. And so it's like, a th- sorry, no, it's, yeah, it's Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam and then north to Hanoi. And so it's over a thousand kilometers. And so they have like, they have no money. So they spend right. like 10, 10 pounds and they buy these like shitty bikes. Yeah. And they ride these shitty bikes a thousand kilometers. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, you're never going to do it. You're never going to make it. No, like they, they made, made it. it. Yeah. They totally made it. Um, and then they end up going, he talks a lot about this. They go to, um, where was it? Um, they go to, they stay with like a Burmese hill tribe and just kind of learn to live off the land. Like this tribe is living off the Mm. land. So, and that was, I think really, um, they were accepting of them. I guess so. He doesn't delve too much into it, but it sounds like it was like really impactful for him to like see how these people live off the land in the jungle. Um, so then they eventually go, where was this? Uh, Burma. Okay. So like close to Taiwan or not Taiwan, um, Thailand. Yeah. And so then they go to Australia and they work there for a while he has this one really interesting interaction. It's really expensive in Australia, so they uh, they really have to work. And so he ends up getting this really shitty job where they have yeah. to go door to door working for like a utility company. <laughs> and so what happens? So he, he was saying um, like they go to this one, they kind of like the supervisor he had ate like shit and was just like, like not like a nice guy and kind of like right. the antithesis of who he wanted to be. And so he's, but he's working this shitty job. Yeah. And then, so they so go he kind of th- sees how, where his life is going yeah, to be heading. Yeah. Yeah. And so they go and they knock on this one guy's door, like to try and sell him, get him to this utility thing. And the guy was just like, Oh, you know, like, sorry, I'm already locked in with this other thing, but you know, like I really appreciate, you know, it's a rough right. job for you guys to be walking out. And so this asshole supervisor is just like all puffed up and kind of saying, yeah, well, but I got a nice car and I got a nice this and blah, blah, blah. So he's saying that yeah, to who? Yeah, to like the guy he's trying to sell. 
Oh. Yeah. Just weird. yeah. So trying to make himself feel good about himself. Exactly. Like putting other people down. I haven't yeah. Seen that before. Exactly. And so then Ash sees this, and then so the guy responds and says, "Well, like, nice cars aren't everything. Like, think those things aren't everything, right?" right. And so it kind of like flicked a switch in him again. Like I think just like emphasizing the fact that like choosing like the path left's taken and yep. not being materialistic is what's important for him. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a pivotal moment that yep. he talks about there. And so he quit his job immediately. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yep. And so then he meets up with his buddy again and they bike across <laughs> Australia. They not across Australia, but it's, um, it was like seven, whatever, just 700 miles, which sure. is, that's enough. Right. But when they, when they're biking, how long are they doing this for? Cause it doesn't take that long to bike. So that took, you know, a thousand s- kilometers, right. You can do that in a few days. So cycling from Cambodia, well, cycling Cambodia and Vietnam, that was over a thousand miles. And they did that in 15 days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so the one in Australia was 700 miles and they did that in 13 days. Yeah. Well, so. they're taking the time. So where exactly yeah, yeah. are they staying when they're biking? Are they just tenting, up just tenting it up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then, um, they decide he goes back to, then, then they go to, they, they decide to like Australia is too expensive. Yeah. So they yeah. go, <laughs> they go to India, they mess around in India for a while. They go to the, in the Ganges, they go to the Himalayas, just have fun. And then they eventually, they go back to, um, Wales yeah. and he goes back to Wales Go back, goes back home. and so he and this is before he does his Cambodia trip then right so he's getting Mongolia yeah, yeah 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 so he goes back and they actually get um cert- like super like a dive master certified mm-hmm. okay so then they go back to Thailand and they become dive masters so they can like do like teaching and get paid teaching the tourists better how to do yeah yeah and it sounds like it's amazing like it sounds like this is a pretty sweet deal for like a young kid thailand sounds amazing to everyone that i know that's been there so it's just amazing i know so then you're gonna love this part because not only is he like this dive master instructor he's making money this way but then he trains in muay thai yeah of course so what else would you do in Thailand? Yeah, so he trains in Muay Thai, and he actually has he does stadium fights. Yeah, and yeah. So he won. I think he won like one of the stadium fights he was in. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, like and there's fight. There's fighters of, of all levels, right? Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean some of those kids there they start fighting super oh, young. Super that's young. how they pay stuff for their families. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so then he, but, but then it's like, I think he's there for about two years and he's just kind of like getting, just kind of sit like sick of it. Like, yeah, you know, just, you're done. You want yeah, more adventure. You, you, you've, you know, it was good and you experienced what you need to experience. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where you're not really learning anymore exactly. and you're not growing. Exactly. Yep. And so like that's when he couldn't stop getting the idea of Mongolia out of his mind. And so he kept thinking about it, thinking about it. And then he's like, okay, I need to move back home and start planning for this. And this is what I really want to do, planning and researching for it. So that's what he does. And the whole time, what's the other thing that's interesting is like his training to get ready for Mongolia. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like, again, I feel like you need to meet this guy (laughs) because it's all like body weight stuff that he does and calisthenics, which is what you love. Like functional movement stuff. Because that's, it's like, yeah. I need to train how to pull up the set. You're not going to go do this bicep curls. No. How is that going to help you do anything? It's all right? calisthenics and really intensive like core work. He, he I think oh. his, his uncle like get, gives him like a, one of those big tractor tires. So he's just flipping, flipping the tractor tire. tire. Yeah. yeah. Um, bend down into a squat there so you can get your legs going and all yeah. that. You got to have definite mobilities in your legs to, you know, climb the mountains yeah. or whatever it is you're yeah. going to do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so he does, he does other things while he's back in Wales too. Like he cycled the length of Britain he, and I guess he did that for charity and that took him, it was not quite a thousand miles and he did that in a week. Yeah. Um, and then he, then he walked across Wales with, in winter, which was like 200 Why don't miles. we just go bike all the way up to Cape Breton? That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. get the kids on board. I'm sure they're gonna love doing that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that and then so then he, you know, then he goes to Mongolia. But that's the story of just like everything he did, like even before yeah. Mongolia, like he did a ton of shit. Yeah, like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's oh, really that's cool. awesome. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's so that is that's Guinness World Record number one. Yeah. So now he has two more. Tell okay. me about these two. So number two is after. Well, how old is he now? 
right now. I'll process He was born in 91, so that's what, 11 right. years older. So he'd be 31 right 31. now. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he was 23 when he did the Mongolia, the Mongolia trip. Yeah. Okay. So then the next year, and I don't know how he comes to decide on Madagascar, but he decides well, to walk. We saw the movie, obviously. Clearly. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to be. I need to be there. I need to be. I need to go find, uh, go King, find Julian. King Julian. <laughs> I need to go uh, find Alex. <laughs> Alex. Alex. <laughs> Nix. <laughs> Gotta go find him. Um, so, yeah. So he decides to walk the length of Madagascar, which is 1,600 miles. Stop it. So I don't know what that is. That he, that's what he gives. So well, I don't know. I know, and I'm like, well, you're Brit, like you're from the UK. Like they have the imperial have system too, don't they? Well, I'm pretty sure they're metric. But didn't they invent the imperial system? I don't know. So 1,600 miles is 2,575. All right, 2,500 kilometers. All right, yeah. gives me a little bit more of an idea. Yeah. Yeah. So he walks like around it or just along no, one edge up and down the length. So he goes from the southern tip to the northern up, tip. Up, uh, that's up and down. Up and down. Up and down. The length. I said the length. Um, so What's the height. The length is x y x axis is this length. Anyway, y is. Anyways, so then he also. <laughs> so then he also. I don't know. I just I just sound like I know what I'm saying, so I could be wrong. Um, but then he also wants to climb or hit the each of the eight highest peaks as well. They have, uh, they're not maybe they're not that high. Like you don't need specialty climbing. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. So just like going. Just remember when we climbed up to the top of. Uh, uh, sleeping giant, giant. kind of something like that oh i think a bit more significant yeah but <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, well, yeah, yeah 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 so so he does so he does that as well so um this one this one was it was hard to read through because it sounds like it was like a fucking slog to mm. get through and not only that for this one he hires he has guides with him because there's more people there. And yeah. so, he, and they speak Malagasy, I think is how you say it. And so he needs like a translator. Yeah. Say especially it. because he's not always going to be in the main cities. He's going to be in a lot of like the tribal areas right. as well. So. And he's not just sticking like along the coast. Right. So he's actually going through like oh, defined areas. Yeah. Though. Yeah. And he's going through like, jungle like well, he is going through it's so. going through crazy crazy jungle and yeah. even at some points it's like the beginning of monsoon season as well so mm. we have like towards the end so he's dealing with that as well yeah. um so yeah and there's even there's like a there's a desert even at the beginning stage like in the south so it's like he's hitting like all these different kind of ecosystems yeah. as he goes through um and yeah it's it there's there's so much difference between this one and Mongolia as well because there's civil unrest at the kind of beginning so he he has to kind of off-road it at some points to avoid that kind of civil right. unrest as well um but like but he does and then even like having to deal with a guide and having to wait for someone and deal with another personality like that right. sounded like it was really difficult yeah yeah um, it's just so funny. There's, no, this is totally out there, but it's funny. It's like, oh, you're going to a different country, got to deal with civil unrest. And I just think of like, imagine if somebody from who knows wherever, right? Someone from Thailand's like, you know what? I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to go to Canada and walk through Canada. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I had to walk through a freedom convoy. <laughs> and there was like, there was like, it was terrible. People were honking their horns and there was a hot tub there and bouncy castles. <laughs> And it was crazy. <laughs> it was civil unrest. It was civil unrest. Uh, yeah. But thank goodness there, the government called in the police and horses and started trampling all the old ladies there because I was oh fearful my of my life. Anyways, I just, you know, it, the, no, the but differences I, that we, we live through. right? Like, it's all about definitely, yeah, civil unrest there is a lot different yeah. than civil unrest here. Um, so he has to deal with, yeah, like a lot of different... Um, challenges there um and what's interesting is so many people were just like like naysayers to him like oh you can't you can't walk yeah. you can't walk west. and even like the people that actually live in madagascar you can never do this and what he was saying why why would they say that he can't walk across a country I, like i i don't i don't know it's like i've already walked across mongolia like yeah like what's there is it 
but I get I think one thing he was saying is like when he would talk to like the local people there and tell them what he was doing and they were all like oh you'll never be able to do that but he's like they don't have a good idea of because they haven't done something like that before and they haven't heard of anyone doing that before they just mm-hmm. like immediately assume oh it's impossible right but uh, and I think this really goes to th- the same thing I don't know what podcast we talked about at this everything is impossible until it isn't right and then everybody no. does it right and so the big thing was so you, with, that you know that you can do it yeah like the big thing was like with running right and everyone thought oh it's impossible to do a sub two hour right, marathon right. until no. someone does it and then everybody does it because right. they see that it is possible yeah, yeah. so but I like that he never let that kind of hold him back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was interesting. And so he he they ha- he has to cross like a bunch of different rivers, and these rivers are just like there's crocodiles in these rivers. Yeah. Uh, he didn't was okay, like he was okay, but it's just like there were some dicey situations right. where did he actually cross it physically with his like yeah, he walked across them walked as opposed across to them. yeah because there's no bridges there's no like I think at one there was one crossing he they did build a raft because That's the, what I was gonna say yeah. because like they had to otherwise they would be eaten by alligators yeah. but yeah did they in all of his travels did he have any kind of like what was his 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 weapons like you said this thing there was wolves or whatever did he have a gun or did he have no, he didn't uh, have anything. A uh, bear spray, even or any kind I of. I don't think so. Not that that's, he mentioned in the that's, book. That's, that's. I'm sure, like he had weird. a knife, and I think <laughs> he, I think he had a machete, that's but that I mean, was right. because of hacking through the jungle. It wasn't for protection necessarily. Well, I mean, yeah. But um, but then they get to this one um village, and I, there I've actually I watched um there was a YouTube I forget I don't know if it was I don't know who the YouTube doesn't matter but it was about plague like the plague being in Madagascar and like that's mm. an actual danger the there. The bubonic plague. The bubonic plague, yeah. So right, because no one's vaccinated for that. I don't know that I there even so, is a vaccine mm. for bubonic plague. Um, but anyway, so he gets to a village that... Ha- there's an outbreak. There's an outbreak, yeah. So, so they, what does he do? They stay overnight and then they leave. They are like, make sure they're not that's around any of the rats and stuff. You got, so. you got a mask on, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to protect you. Two masks. Mm-hmm. So then what's really crazy shouldn't make fun of that. That's serious business. What's really crazy (laughs) is he starts to at some point he starts to feel like really, really like sick, like like almost like how he felt when he was in um, Mongolia, like dehydrated, like heat stroke Mm, kind of thing. He feels really, really bad. And it just gets worse and worse. So finally they get to a big city goes to the hospital and yeah and he has malaria yeah, that's and not like good. the worst one to get and if he hadn't have uh, gotten to the hospital he would have died he would have gone into a coma and died so luckily with this one it doesn't it's falsiparum it doesn't stay with you forever like some of the other ma- right. um, malarias malaria. do but this one is deadly so if you don't get it treated you will die what's the treatment uh, it's just some sort of like anti-parasitic and so <laughs> don't say it it's what? not ivermectin, is it? No, no. No, it's not ivermectin. <laughs> no, no, no. It works for everything. No. Um, Robitussin. <laughs> let's get some Robitussin, too. That works, too. It should combine ivermectin and Robitussin. Robitussin. It will literally cure everything. Yeah. And then Windex. Remember Windex? And Windex, yeah. <laughs> There's some Windex out there. That's, that's for external. Oh, external. Like moles and bumps right, and whatever. Right. I forgot. Um, so, yeah. So, he ends up... Um, just taking the medicine, then he's fine. So I think he's. Oh, he was feeling as good as deadly. Uh, he took medicine, fine. he's fine. <laughs> so, it's, so it's like it's deadly if untreated. Yes, but yeah, will die. But the treatment's easy. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like if you get bit by a rattlesnake, you could die, but you get antivenom. Mm-hmm. But and if you're not around, yeah, exactly. then you're in trouble. Exactly. If you're younger, I think I think as an, an adult, if you get a regular bite, you'll you'll be okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and I think, I, ain't it, depends, gonna try to I think it depends where you get bitten as well, right? Right, where and how long and how much. Well, I think yeah, it's yeah, how yeah. much venom actually got in you. That as, as well. opposed to. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, but he talks about how, because he was taking malaria medication the whole time, but. It's like a prophylactic? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And, but because he said he, they ate some dodgy eel or something, and so it gave him and his guide, like, they were sick. Just getting the runs. They were the getting whole the time. runs the whole time. So that's why he thinks he got it was because the medication he was taking just ran out of him. So mm. how long was he sick for? Just a a couple of weeks, I think. Oh. I don't know, like maybe like a week or so, I think. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah. 
So, uh, but then it's like he he carries on, and it's so funny. I love some of like the the little sayings, like like dodgy made some dodgy yeah. deal. And then the other one he keeps saying in the book is, "Oh, I cracked on, we crack on." That's crazy. <laughs> going. It's just funny. <laughs> that was I funny. Do you remember? I remember someone in grad school, and you know they have like a potluck or whatever. I, I didn't go to this one. Um, but so somebody like I don't know, they just don't know how to cook food or whatever. Just like they went to the spot like so somebody just brought in like a raw fish. And they <laughs> you know, it's like when you have sushi, it's like specifically prepared fish yeah. to eat. But they like bought a fish, like you go at the grocery store, like there's fish there, they just bought a fish and like cut it open and just put it out there. And then so <laughs> this one this girl, she's talking, she's like Oh yeah, you know, I just I just had some because I didn't want them to feel bad or whatever. Jesus. Like, you don't just eat a raw, raw fish from somewhere. Fish. And then it's like, well, how did it go? It's like, yeah, I was like sick all night. So I get no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. Congratulations, it was, you it was, parasites. It was a little dodgy to say the least. Oh but yeah, God. so you can't just you gotta be a little bit smart with what with what you're eating. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it's just yeah. hilarious. I'm like, I, if I just saw like a fish there. No, I just wouldn't just. No, just I don't it. care. I'm not gonna. No, I don't hilarious. care about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like to a, food poisoning. I'm like, who the fuck brought this dead <laughs> fish no. here? Just open it up. What the hell is going <laughs> What's on? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I know. You didn't hear Domino's? You just called pizza. <laughs> I know. That's like, what I was gonna say. Pick up oh something God. else, or just go to like actual sushi where they actually yeah, prepare yeah. The, the fish properly, right? It's exactly. not gonna get mixed in with whatever else they just cut open, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, anyways. That's funny. Um, so he's going through like all of these, climbing all these different mountains. And so he gets to, I think it's like the last one he needs to summit, but it's this big fucking, like, this is the thing that always gets anybody that's doing any of this stuff is like the logistics and then like the bureaucracy. Right. Cause he had like all the permits. Cause this, this last mountain is in like a national park, I think. Right. And so he had gotten all the permits and letters and everything signed beforehand before he went and you did know, all He shows this. all the people the paper so he can yeah. get into the park and all that stuff but or whatever. But they wouldn't let him do it. And he's like, this is such bullshit. Like, this is like my, the last one I need to climb. Yeah. And so he does it like on the DL, like without them kind of knowing. He just kind of sneaks up it. Yeah. Wow. So how long does it take him to get up there? So then? it takes him a couple weeks. But then when... A couple weeks? How do you do that on yeah. the down low? Well, I think because weeks? they sneak past like the entrance, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go... Right. Um, but the locals tell him to climb up this mountain. He has to carry this white rooster. He has to carry this white rooster. Like a live white like rooster? Like a live white rooster. What, the whole time? The whole time. He has to carry this white rooster to the top of the mountain. And what, set it free? And set it free. Really? Yes. yes. You are now free. And, and so the rooster just you can instantly see, dies. You can see the pictures of him with this stupid fucking rooster in his backpack. And he named it Gertrude. Jeez. So he's carrying Gertrude and he's like, yeah, he kind of became like domesticated and he wouldn't leave us alone. So when they <laughs> get to the top of the mountain, he's you're like, free. you're free. And he's like, man, I want to come back with you. <laughs> so what else is he going to do? <laughs> it's like, there you go. So what are you going to do if you set a, a rooster free? Isn't he just going to die? <laughs> well, I don't know. Are they domesticated know. animals to begin with? Yeah. Or, was it, or was it some type of local bird that's no, no, it was, wild? It was like an actual, like a rooster. You see a picture of it. It's like a fucking rooster. Yeah. Yeah. So where did he get it from? He got it from the, one of the villages. The village that told him he had did, to take it up they, gave it to him. Did they, oh, they gave it so yeah. he didn't have to pay for it? Well, <laughs> well it's going to cost you $20 to get know. this rooster <laughs> thing at the top. The kids are like, oh, so yeah. an idiot. Every, every, gets them every time. Every time somebody wants to climb <laughs> this thing. Yeah, so... He um, gets at the top, there's just this dead bones of roosters yeah, all over the place. All over the place everywhere. Rooster graveyard. Yeah. yeah so like, remember that, um, remember that time loop movie we saw where they went on the boat? And they kept looping in the time. Oh, Jesus. And then there was what was that movie called? Uh, the Triangle, I think. Is what, oh, what was it? That was horrible. Oh, I love that. Are you kidding me? That was a fantastic movie. Anyway. I love when you get to time loop stuff. But then they go in and then this one girl, she always died yeah. very similarly. And there was just this pile up of bodies. the bodies of the same body. Yeah. Um, where she just kind of go to die. And then it's just really funny how... You know, instead of that, it's like roosters. Rooster <laughs> bones white everywhere. roosters just kind of laying around. Yeah. Sorry, I just had that picture in my yeah, head. Yeah, no. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah, so... So anyway, so he climbs... So that's his other second Guinness World Records is that... Is the Madagascar. S- summited all the eight peaks. I don't know if that was one of it, but it was just like walking across or the length of Madagascar was mm-hmm. that. So 
Um, but the one thing I have to say though, that's really crazy was because uh, towards the end of it, it's like the rainy season. So everything, it's mud everywhere as he's like going right. up these mountains and stuff. And so there's like leeches like dropping from the fucking trees onto them. Why would there be leeches in trees? There, I don't know. That's, that was my question as well, but they're just fucking everywhere. Well, what kind of leeches are they? Well, I they're obviously not some kind of aquatic leech if they're in trees. Well, they are because it's just, it's just like a fucking rainforest. And so there's just rain everywhere. It's like monsoon season. Rain seasons. everywhere. So there's like leeches all over them. I was just like, ugh. Reading it was just like, ugh. So how did, did you just let them suck the suck No, blood? they would go at, like at night and just like pick them off, I guess. I mean at night? Well, what, once what, they were done their walk for the day or whatever, they would so like, they would they would, they didn't even know they were there, right? So, yeah. But, but are you allowed to, uh, allowed? <laughs> do you just, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what is there special, there's, there's a special way? way to do it. Yeah. Cause I don't think, it, I don't think it hurts to have a leech on you. No, no. That's why you don't even notice that they're on you until yeah, they're on just you. Gross. Yeah. It's just gross. So, but then they were like, they're big, like the rainforest, everything's bigger there. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, um, but the other cool thing is like when he was on this trek, he went to like, um, one of the, like the lemur conservation places. King Julian. found King Julian. Yeah. So, so it was kind of cool. Like it wasn't just about him just walking across it. Like he was teaming up with some of these different conservation things because the cool thing about Madagascar is 90% of their wildlife there or I think even the plant life as well only grows there. Like mm. you can only find it there, which is crazy. Really, really, really interesting. Cool. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Cool. So that was all right. That's number two. All right, number three. Come on, we gotta. Yeah. So <laughs> so number so well, this one's really short because well, okay. the book only talks about his first two. No. Oh, okay. But so his but last. You know. Yeah. Right. So his which I would have loved to have read more about this one. So mm. the his most recent one he. Well, maybe you'll have another book. Yeah. So, but he finished this. It was mission. He called it Mission Yangtze, and so he walked uh, the length of the Yangtze River, which where's that? It's in China. So it was 6,437 kilometers. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and so he did this in a little less than a year. I think it was like 354 days. He walked that and that yep. took him that long. Yeah. So, and so is he doing a hybrid like camping versus you know, staying at, you know, know, different cities or whatever it is? I don't know. I don't actually know a lot about this, this one because he doesn't talk like he doesn't like he talks about it like i've seen him on two different podcasts but they don't ask him those specific questions that's what is so fascinating to me and and what i really want to know is like yeah it's like the logistics it's like i could i could totally understand and put into my mind the physical feats that it takes to yes to to walk for three you know i'm like i feel like well you know it would be hard and whatever i'm like i feel like i could do it after training or whatever yeah but that's not what I think is so hard. It's no. so hard. Is number one, you're in a different country. Do you even know the language? Yeah. And like, where are you sleeping? Where are you eating? Yeah. Uh, where are you, like you said, where are you getting your water? Right. Yeah. So I, I think China would be a little bit easier, I think, than some place like Madagascar or Mongolia. Maybe depending on where you go. Know. I guess it depends on where you go. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But, but that's the. Those are the things that I just I feel like ah, that would just make me buckle and fold because it's like I don't know how yep. to deal with your regular again like where are you taking a shit where are you sleeping how's that all gonna work well what's interesting about this is that they you know, do they have crown land where you can just go and pitch up a tent somewhere yeah. you know you don't want to go somewhere and just get arrested or whatever well, right? and this one was but different because you're, you're the whole well, thing yeah for long, and this one is time. different because you're walking through china so you definitely need permits because he ca- he had to show his permits i don't know how many times yeah. to all the different like across yeah. the country um and the other thing was they started did they start? I don't know exactly where the Yangtze River starts, but it was up like really up high. I think like almost in like the Himalayas. A lot of rivers start up in the mountains. Yeah. So, so many people like, but that were part of his crew. Cause this one was a bit more, I think he had like a, like a a film crew with him at this point. And so, so many of them had to be evacuated because they had altitude sickness. No, really. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle it. Um, and the weather started to get really bad. And altitude sickness is just because they're not used to having the low oxygen. oxygen. Yeah. So they didn't train, obviously, because they're just like, hey, you're a film crew. Yeah. Johnny, it, go over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and oh. some people just, it, even if you do train, like this happens on Everest a lot of the time, even if you have trained, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's something 
within you that you ca- you you can't handle yeah, it for some Everest reason. Everest is a little bit taller than where he went to. Everest is in the Himalayas, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, of course it's higher. <laughs> but where, but when people where people get altitude sickness isn't at the top, right? Like necessarily, it's a lot of people like, die when they get. But a lot of people top, get to like the same height that right. they were at and get altitude sickness, like so, base camp, even. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, but, but even base camp is probably a lot higher than where he went because even base I camp is in like thirteen thousand feet or something I like ridiculous know. like that. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, he's climbing high, of, of course. Yeah. Uh, of so course. so then so then the weather is starting to get bad. So everyone told him like you need to delay this. Like you need to like come like come back. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> like I've done all of this training. Like, yeah, like we're ready to go. And I have uh, everything planned out. Like I gotta go now. Yeah, a little bit of weather is not gonna. Yeah, so he talks a lot about when they were in like the Tibet part. I think. I think so that's they. Where so, it was. but he's doing it himself. But there's he has a lot of guides. He has then. guides, yeah, and stuff. And so but that's got to be a lot easier though if you have someone that just is with you the whole time. Yeah, so you I have th- someone to talk to and yeah, <laughs> not go crazy I, yeah, and all that stuff, I, right? I think so, um, but definitely there was bear issues and wolf issues in Tibet where they started and. What was the one crazy story he told was they were talking to... He's got a shotgun. Hairy noise. Bang. Yeah. Ain't got no problem anymore. He's <laughs> got a good spread. Um, you got a problem over there? <laughs> shoot. Close your eyes and shoot. Ain't got no problem no more. But uh, I guess he must have been with someone. He didn't have a translator. And they the locals came up and were trying to tell him something. He was videotaping the whole thing. And they were trying to tell him something. And he's like... He's if you see him like he's always smiling. He's always like very like a nice guy. So he's like yeah. smiling and like nodding and like oh yeah, doesn't know yeah. anything. What the guy's like saying. no, there's a fucking bear up there. So he doesn't <laughs> know anything what he's saying. So I guess he sends his video to one of his like video editors or something, and she's like transcribing, transcribing, and she's like they're telling you how fucking dangerous it was <laughs> and that a bear actually just killed a lady the night before. So you better be fucking careful. Yeah. So they were fine, obviously. But, um, but yeah, so what's it? What Does anyone like get a bear that's been like a man eater and like they hunt it down and kill it? I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. So, but he, so the only place where I've really heard much about this expedition was when he was on Joe Rogan and then there was like another um, another podcast that I listened to, but he didn't talk too, too much in detail about it, which I would have liked to see. His Instagram was pretty cool and he has some incredible pictures of this of this mission and then well also if he i mean if he had a whole crew there with him so they got guys with yeah, top gear and they know how to take photos they and all that say stuff. it was like national geographic that was with them and that they're gonna release a documentary but yeah. i haven't seen a date for it mm. and i haven't um the trailer makes it look incredible but i yeah. haven't been able to see where the documentary is at all yeah which maybe it's on disney this is i don't but geographic i don't even know part if of disney i don't know but i don't even know if that it's even released or that they've even finished it, yeah, which it take, takes a while yeah. sometimes, you know. Yeah, so post production and all that. Yeah, but apparently, a l- some special effects, some CGI. Going yeah, uh, but so he goes through some really remote areas, but then he talks about like going through like actual cities as well. Yeah, and he actually, I think it was Jet Li. Well, while he was in there, we he saw met, Jet Li. Well, he that's did like cool. a commercial with Jet Li, and I guess oh, yeah? they wanted him as part of this commercial that oh, they, were cool. sh- they were filming. So that's. Pretty, right pretty yeah, cool. so he's getting a pretty well-known guy too from oh, what, what he's done. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was his most latest one. I really would like to, like, know about that one because yeah. it is obviously it's like a year of walking yeah. along that river. So where's so. where's his where's his home? Where does he live? Wales. That's that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's his next? I don't know. Adventure? I keep waiting to see because I follow him on Instagram, but yeah. there's nothing really yeah. coming up. Like he wrote the book and then he's done different podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Um, Does he have any of his own online stuff now or is he just? He he has like a YouTube channel where he has like little like kind of some workout videos or how to prepare for this or right. that sort of thing. Yeah, um, Nothing concrete that he's kind of building. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like At least that we know of. Anyways. Like on his website it has like like he does like a lot of speaking engagements mm-hmm. obviously yeah. um and it he does have like a coaching tab but i don't know what that even means right. like what it would look like yeah for that um that's really cool but yeah so that's amazing like this is i love the story and i, lo- I love hearing about this and yeah. it makes me again it makes me r- really think about 
if you really want to do something and you really want to get yourself out of your rut or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you, you just have to, you just have to bear down and actually do it. You know what I mean? It's like, there's one thing to just, Oh, what am I going to do? What, what I, I can't, you know, can't get ahead or whatever. It's yeah. like, well, just shut up and do it. Yep. Get it done, right? I mean, again, you have to think of what are the limits that you're willing to push yourself and what kind of conditions are you willing to accept that you might have to live in or whatever, yeah. right? Because, yeah. like, I'm sure when he was, you know, they did this 1,000 mile or, you know, 1,600 kilometer bike ride across Thailand and Cambodia, yeah. wherever it is yeah, they yeah. went to. Yeah. That they're like, okay, well, you know what? We don't have any money, but we're going to do this anyways. And we're just going to accept that. We're going to be eating rice every day or whatever yeah, the hell exactly. it was, right? Who knows? Exactly. Um, because we don't have that. We don't have, have the money in, but, but we're okay with that because we're getting the experience or whatever. And then, I mean, if you look at the experience you have, I mean, he's one of the few people that has that experience. And then look what he's built for himself in terms of being able to... Now, if you want to do something, I'm sure you'd have no problems getting sponsors or like get National Geographic no. to fall. You know what I mean? So well, you build. Well, he has a ton of sponsors. Yeah, yeah so. right. So you build yeah. all that and you know, you know, like, it's like, you know who you are and you know where you're going to go and you're just going to go ahead and do it. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it really makes me think of, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about what we want to do and how we're going to do things. And mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot, like a lot about this where I was like, oh, well, no, you know, maybe I got to do it this way or I got to do yeah. it that way. And we'll talk about more about this. I don't want to get into too much details now. Yeah. Um, but then after listening to this and thinking about this, like, you know what? No, we just got to, we just got to go and do it. What is we need to yeah. do? And just like, let's just do it. Do it. You know, like yeah. let's, you, you plan or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. going to drop everything right now. But like, no, if this is our goal and this is what we want to do, well, why are we just not doing, doing it? it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's always uncertainty or whatever, right? But a lot of the things that we talked about, um, what he said, you know, it's like, well, I'm going on this trip, but I might not be able to sustain myself financially for, for as long as I want to do it, but I have these skills that I can have and I could use that where I'm on the road. Yeah. I can I can teach people these skills where I can get these these types of jobs. And Yeah, exactly. And I know, for example, between you and I, if we're like, okay, well, we're going to do our thing and hit the road, whatever, it's like, well, we have enough skills that if we needed to have money or whatever, we're running low. It's like, okay, well, then we're just here mm-hmm. and then let's just work and do whatever it yeah. is that we need to. Yeah. Um, because from you and I, we know how much money that we know we need to live on. It's not like yeah. it's that much, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just really very inspiring. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm very, um, yeah, I just, I, I love hearing this story. Um, yeah. And I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad that we got this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and heard about this guy because I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, he's really cool. Um, so that being said, mm-hmm. for you, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I don't think that you are game to like, hey, let's just pack up and let's go walk across the Nile River or something like that <laughs> or, you know, walk along the Amazon, which I think was really cool. I think there's probably, there's another book. Isn't there a father and son that did this Amazon <sighs> trek as well no, too? No, there's another book and I started reading it. And to be honest. Oh, that was a really bad book. He did. He walked like basically across South America, yeah, following the Nile. But it was just kind of boring. Yeah, the book. Yeah, that's too bad. Which is too bad. Which is yeah. how I felt when he was telling about um, Madagascar. Mm. Is it was just it felt like it was like a real slog, and he had to deal with some shitty situations. Right. It just made it feel like Mongolia was almost better because like it, it wasn't. It was almost, it, it was almost, it wasn't the adventure of it. It was just like the politics and the like, because like you don't want, and you don't want to feel like your life is threatened the whole yeah, time, right? Because like, exactly. that's, then it's a little bit different. It's like, yeah. well, I, I want to go have an adventure, but I don't want to be like, I'm going to I'm going here and like these, the, these people, locals are, these particular locals might not be hospitable or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And again, you're saying earlier, most people are, really? are good people, right? Yeah, but yeah, you'll yeah. get to certain situations where there could be certain tribes or whatever. They're like, no, this is a no-go area or, yeah. you know, there might be some kind of crazy, crazy conflict or who knows what well, that's happening. Even, right? so even there was just the one village that he went to, there was just one military guy who was drunk and waving his fucking <laughs> gun around. <laughs> I ain't going to prison. <laughs> I ain't going back. Yeah. And so it's like you have to talk, he had to talk this guy down and yeah. eventually to let him enter the village and then leave and like convince him like I'm yeah. not some crazy person like this yeah. is what I'm doing yeah. so to have to deal with that kind of bullshit right right yeah, so. so so with that with that being said what like what's your takeaway it's like is there anything like this that you'd be like oh well yeah this is something that I would love to do maybe obviously not walking but is there anything in specific could be could be no 
you know, that you're like, after reading this book, you know what? I want to try yeah. this. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know. Not specifically. No? Um, I, I mean, I still would, I guess, I would still love to go across Canada right. in an RV. Like, that's still, yeah. just to be able to see the whole country right. would be really, really cool. But, like, would you want to... Bike across yeah. or walk across? Like, yeah, it's like, you know what? We're going to bike from... <laughs> You know, wherever the tip, you yeah. know, Yarmouth all the way to uh, uh, Victoria or wherever yeah. the hell's. That's a lot. That y- makes y- me feel think? really tired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might be kind of interesting to it'd be, do. It'd be an experience. It'd right? be an experience. Yeah. And like logistically, I just think it's like, yeah, it'd be a combination of find a spot off the road or whatever, pitch up a tent mm-hmm. and sleep. Yeah. And then, or, you know, you get to a certain place. It's like, oh, well, you know, time for a hotel mm-hmm. or a motel or whatever it yeah. is to, to yeah, get a to shower or whatever. Shower. And well, I mean, my uncle did it. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. So yeah. I think, too, yeah. like, logistically, it's so much different if it's one person oh. than it's like, say, our whole family's going to do it. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. Like, kids are not going to, they're not no, going to no, bike no. For, for that no. long. So it'd be like, you'd have to, like, yeah. lug them in a <laughs> bike but with even, them in a trailer but even like which both, is hard both my grandparents biked across europe yeah. so it's not you know yeah, and they were they, they were not young yeah maybe it's something we could do after we get rid of the kids yeah take them out no not that <laughs> <laughs> Just like babysitter get rid of all that that's so awesome. yeah i'm gonna show them a good time yeah but, um but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But like the one, t- and then like the one take, one of the takeaways from this book was he talked a lot about making, he called it his mind map. And I think that's the why he was successful because right. he planned everything out. And so I think being able to plan through those logistics and challenges and try and prepare for those right. issues, I think that's why he should was we, so successful. Should we do that? Should we do some kind of... What if, what if we sat what if we sat down and did like a whole family mind map is, yeah. is that the idea of like almost like say planning what the next five years is going to be I think is so. that the idea i think so well obviously his was specific for whatever mission it was that he was working on right right but, but i mean is there something that we can all do as a family says so like absolutely. hey here's where we want to be in five years yeah. or three two whatever the hell it yes. is and then we get this big poster, big poster i don't know what that means yeah. if you're cutting out images you see or whatever yeah. or if it's actually just writing stuff down i don't know how it works yeah, but i guess yeah. you can do different things do it anyway, yeah um and just kind of plan it out and just like okay yeah. well this is what we're this gonna, is do. What you're gonna this do this is what we decided yeah, to, this is what everyone's on board with yep let's 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 do, let's it. do it yeah no absolutely oh, that's very interesting because um, and then it puts it it's like more tangible i think when you put that's it that way always right? what i've always told you the yeah. hardest thing for me is like i just don't know like I said, we talk about this forever, like nine to five, how I just, I can't, yeah. I just, I can't deal with it. I don't like it. Even though I, I don't care how awesome the job is. I just, I can't be constrained yeah. by it. Um, but I am, but because I have to, I don't have, well, again, there's that, the language, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't have yeah. to. It's like, what are we, yeah. anyways. Anyway. Um, but what makes that bearable is like, okay, well, I'm doing this for a year because, because. I need to save $10,000 and we need to plan for this, blah, 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 because yeah. we need to buy this, blah, blah, blah. And then come next, exactly April 1 next year. Yes. We're done. We're, we're done. Not. So then yeah. it's like a specific well, and I think that's exactly sacrifice to know exactly where you're going and know exactly everything that you need. Well, and right? I think that's when, when he first even began traveling, he had that two years as a lifeguard, and that he maybe that's not like his favorite job, and I think it sounded like it was kind of boring. Right. But it's like you know what your goal is because you've made right. this huge plan, and so you know what this plan is, right. and that's what you're working towards. Right. I, so I love that. Yeah. So that that's that's a good takeaway. It's a really good um, takeaway. So in terms of the book. At Itself. You said there's mm-hmm. a few parts that weren't maybe the most engaging, but yeah. on a scale as a book to read, one so to, t- to ten? I'd give it a seven. A seven? Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd give it a seven just yeah. because, yeah, the, the Madagascar part was just, that was rough. It yeah. just sounded like it was just not. And even like when he got to the end, like <laughs> the end of his journey, it's he's like just like. climatic almost? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, fuck, fucking finally. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. This motherfucker. Yeah. Get, yeah. The, get on the, <laughs> get on the, the plane and. Yeah. Get back home. I just think of the plane in Madagascar there. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> shot the plane. <laughs> oh, God. But get I, the but penguins. I, get me out of here. But I think, like, the other thing that's interesting about that, too, is I think then it goes just goes to show it's also, it's about the journey, and it's not about that destination at the yep. end of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you feel that sense of accomplishment, I'm right. sure, but it's, like, the journey is what yep. is is part of it. I'm sure you're done, too. You're on the plane ride home. It's like what next yeah exactly you know? it's like what else do i want exactly. to experience and yeah 
Yeah, it's kind of like a letdown kind of to be to be done. To a point, yeah. Yeah, yeah I so could see that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so seven out of ten, and but like you know, ten out of ten inspiring for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and listening to him like on the Rogan podcast and this other podcast, he's so he's so engaging and he's very he? enthusiastic. No, like cool. he's a really cool person to, like to listen to talk right to. On. So like he has charisma. He's not just this like boring person. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Yeah. No, that's really it's cool. Really cool charisma. So awesome. Yeah. 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 Cool. So that's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's a story. lot. <laughs> Mission Possible right yeah. here again. Here it is by Ash Dykes. Yes. Yep. Pick it up. Yep. Read it. Read it. It's Do, good book. Uh, yeah. Yep. And um, let us know what your yeah. walking adventure is going to be. Where are you going to walk? Yeah. I'm going to walk to the kitchen and grab myself <laughs> a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to That's me. not the moral of the story. <laughs> Uh, if only no. it was. What's that? <laughs> if only it was. No. We could even, ju- even just think of us doing like little, like I said, like from up here to, to Cape Breton or something like that, yeah. you know, just bike. I mean, that's, what is it, like 400 kilometers? You just do it in a, you know, spend a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that's that's totally doable. That, that Cape Breton would be, that'd be a hard bike ride though because of all the hills. Oh, like <laughs> around the Cabot Trail? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I have such an issue with heights now. It that's like it gets high. It but you're on out. the road and you're like you have like fifty meters of you're not <sighs> oh. on the cliff. Oh, it feels that way sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, it's that's freaky. crazy. It's freaky. All right, well we'll we'll play it safe. Yeah. Like across Winnipeg. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. winter. That's minus fifty. Uh Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> Winnipeg in the winter is not for you. Not for me. No. No. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll 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 get you used to it. Um. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh. We appreciate it. I think we're done yeah. here for today. Yep. Um. If you like any of the stuff that we do, please check out our website, odubanandrea.com. Um. You can support us there if you like what we do. We'd really appreciate that. That um would be amazing. But if not, that's good. You just come in and listen to our stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. Leave us, you know, like and subscribe, whatever all that stuff is. I don't know. I don't. I hate saying do that em. kind of stuff. Do whatever you need to do. Just do what you got. You know what? Just, just do what you got to do. I don't <laughs> do care. You, <laughs> do it. you do you, and that's all good. But cool. we do appreciate you listening, though. Absolutely. Uh, uh, it's it's amazing. Um, we love each and every one of you. So yep. keep it up. Yeah. And you? Yeah. Have a good one. You too. What are you doing now? Uh, I got a crazy workout planned. Well, that's fun. It's good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Good times by everyone. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Yep. And we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Wait, you're going to do this? Oh, yeah. Chris by five. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. I, I was waiting for you <gasps> to do it. I almost forgot the Chris by five. you forget that? I'm tired today. That's no excuse. Okay. Ready? We did it. We, oh, <laughs> you get yourself two gold stars this yes. time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Mm-hmm. See you next time. Bye. Bye.